Hey everyone. Um, so let's talk outside the box and in a kind of bigger place. And let's talk about the plant world and how it helps us with trauma. Listen, I don't suggest this for everyone. This is a big step to come to. You've got to really want it. You've got to be prepared for it. Um, there are other plants that you could do beforehand that are softer, like San Pedro. Um, but the Aya is a take no prisoners. It's going to give you what you want, but you really got to want to see it and get it, right? Um, again, I only came to it after 13 and a half years of meditation. By the time I got to it, I had a sort of an understanding. I'd already had one big energetic break because of the meditation. And then I was ready to go do the ayahuasca, which again, it, it shows up in the kind of the strangest ways. You know, I was down in Costa Rica going to surf and um, there's someone talking about ayahuasca. And I read a few things beforehand. So it's just interesting how you're guided um, to where you need to go to heal. I think the intention within you is the most important. Like, how much do you want to heal? Again, I didn't even know I was that broken. Duh. But I was. Um, so plants. Plants, like anything, are energy. Um, they have their own energetic component. Uh um, so, you know, they are energy. Um, so when you drink them, their energetic outline is in you. And when you drink them, what they do is they align you. And they align you by pulling out the distorted energies from trauma. Right? Um, and it's really uncomfortable. I mean, my whole being is a one big distorted piece of energy. Because originally, you are one. And then some horrific thing happens and the distortion to your energetic field is massive. And you can't see it because you buggered off because you're so scared, your soul goes. But you're just one massive distortion. And for me, it's like, again, I talk about it like an oil tanker you know, spilling all its oil inside a beautiful piece of the Aegean. But, you know, someone just, you know, it's a dump load of, you know, demons that get chucked into your energetic field. So you're just splattered, right? You're just, yeah, it's like tanks just rolling through a field of daffodils. It's a squash, right? So now your whole energetic field is distorted and also... Another thing about the overwhelm of a massive situation of terror, and I've talked about this before, is that the Indians call it el susto. And that susto basically locks your energy. It's like a lock in your system. And that's so interesting because I used to talk about it like a breaker switch, like a breaker switch went off. It's actually a lock. And it's a lock to your divine energy. And what keeps it locked is fear. And, you know, that's how people control each other. They, they scare them. Because unlike other animals, we are able to know that there's a future coming, that there's a death coming. 
we have a cognition of the end. So if you had no cognition of it, perhaps it wouldn't be as bad, but we do. So we can discern pleasure and pain, and we don't want pain. So it's a lock, like literally a shutdown, which it was for me. And and these distorted energies which come out like, again, ceremony after ceremony, you know, they're literally, I would call them, I call them demons. They're like these kind of Gargolian sort of Shakespearean, you know, things that come out like they're like winged dragons and stuff. Like they're just, it's energy. It's a complete distortion of the energy. So when you're one with everything, you don't need to think about it that much, right? So if you're just in the flow, you're just going because you're moved by your heart. Again, the heart is a major piece of the machinery of, you know, being whole. We're, we're led by our hearts. When there's trauma, we're led by thinking, right? So I can say that I got shut down, literally a lock went into place. I fucked off. And again, I've seen myself in the back of a cupboard just in a fetal position. And I was invaded by 10,000 demons that ran the show. So you're always afraid because they're always around. And, um, and that's it, you're always looking over your shoulder. You're not really doing anything because you're just um, terrified all the time. There's no freedom of just do, right? So, so, but the essence is the return to the, you know, scene of the crime and the unlocking of the lock. So to undo the lock, I have to see what happened. So I have had glimpses, right? You're going to have to, this is all part of the journey back. And the journey back is to be one. So I've always said, you know, God, I just like to be in alignment. Like I get up, I know what to do. It's just instinctive. I'm just, I've I found that passion. You know, I was watching this show, these dancers, and they they talked about dance like it was just like, it. they breathed it, they lived it. It was they're like, oh, right. That was real to them. That was instinctual. It's part of their sort of heart connection. Mine is just, has just been, panic like if if you don't become successful you're gonna die like everybody's gonna die and get success at any cost and it, that's that's not the same thing <laughs> right in my respect I'm on a chain and the chain is terror so my woof woof is panic and fear it is not I'm gonna get up and you know whatever, climb the Himalayas. It's a passion, right? Mine was just, if you don't stop, you're going to fucking die. Very different. I was, I was, I would wake up to terror, fear. Which if you don't, even haven't had the experience of being connected to your heart, you think it's the same thing. It is not. It is not at all. Right? You've convinced yourself that it's, you know, you're working for some higher good. But no, 
I wasn't. I was working for the devil. So, and the devil is the darkness. It's all part of the same pie. No different. It's not in a separate planet almost. It's just here. But for me, it's the removal of the life force. Mara, they call it in Buddhism. So, here's the big blackout. I was sent out to be sexually abused. He made a contract with me to be sexually abused for money because he was an absolute loser and evil and lazy and pathetic and delusional about who he was. And, you know, when you're in delusion, your kind of delusions end up in dead ends. So, so he uh, made me participate in some kind of negotiation where I would be sent out to be abused. I would be a good person if I did that. And I would make him happy and therefore he wouldn't be, you know, screaming and yelling. I wouldn't get hit or something. Not a great contract. Okay, not a great deal to sign. Meantime, I'm just like shut down. In fact, in a recent ceremony, I was asleep. And I was like, can, we, can I please wake up my little four-year-old, five-year-old? So that's how she dealt. She just fell asleep. She threw that into the dark. And made that Okay. And I'm sure the first time, as I saw in ceremony, my, I just, I was, I went into shutdown. That's the event. You have had a moment when the overwhelm of the event has shut your life force down. Now, you are a prisoner of the person that did it to you. Right? You're locked in that place. You're, you're paralyzed, you're frozen in time there. Interesting, you know, in a ceremony, um, there was this cuckoo clock and suddenly it just went cuckoo and it opened up and this whole earth opened up and all these children were going in and out of rooms, which was basically a bunch of pedophiles who were abusing children. Also who were, had satanic, you know, could you imagine? It's like, can't you take up another hobby? What about gardening? Um, all of it's about power right? Who has the power? You know, some spotty, bad-toothed, ugly Brit with some money and some fucked up, you know, dysfunctional traits who's, if I just worship the dog and sacrifice this child or whatever. I mean, what, really? It's pathetic. It's about power. It's all usually about power, right? And dumbasses who've got none. So, um, so you're going to have to trek back to the scene of the crime. Now, mine was a whole swath of swath of time. It wasn't just like, oh, one event. It happened many times between the time I was three or four and eight or something. It was happening a lot. But again, I had no memory of it. And this is how it went down. He made a contract with me, which I don't remember. He terrorized me, which I do not remember. And then I was at the behest of vile men and guys doing weird rituals and shit in these little rooms underground where men were abusing children, which I got a glimpse of my last ceremony. Now, that's a pretty big story to not know about because that story was the end of me. That, that whole, I was just locked in that energetic 
time capsule. So that's where my whole life force is just stuck. And I have to kind of pull the switch on it. To pull the switch, I must re-encounter and relive it all. Which again, I've said, is not something I'm looking forward to. (laughs) But it's going to happen. And so what's going to happen is it doesn't just let go. So it took me five years just to get to see this fucker selling me and, you know, puking that out of my system. Now I have to, hopefully it won't take another five years, but now I have to get to what they did to me and get to the very first moment that some horrific thing happened. Now, in my last ceremony, I was on the floor. My legs were trembling, so they were going to do something to me. But I think the, the medicine said, yeah, it's enough. Enough for one enough for one go at this. So I've, I finally acknowledged it. Yes, that loser was the culprit, was the predator. You know, I identified the evil, the beginning of it. And now I've only, I'm left to deal with all the, the rest. Um, but it is, so, so when the plant, you drink the plant, it's energetic, it's energetic makeup is now within you and it aligns with you and then begins to push out the distorted energies. The plant has that power, they're incredibly powerful which is why I'm sitting there in ceremonies and, you know, the stuff is being pushed out of me. Like, again, like these Gargolian kind of demonic, dragonic, whatever things, like my whole face is contorted. It's on my back. There's one that's a big one on my back. Um, it's not going to just pop out. It's going to take a while to get through your whole system. So with me, because I was so swamped with this distortion, it was so bad and so scary and that I, I, I couldn't see it, that it's taken quite a long time. One of the, so, so we're always looking at technology from the outside, but the technology that we can get from this plants, it's insane. I mean, the innovation of being able to have something that you ingest is within you that moves around you and then realigns you is quite monumental. I remember one of the first times I did ayahuasca, I could feel it going through me like like a layer looking through all my cells, like just going through my whole cellular code, like every cell in my body. It was insane. So it comes in, you, you drink it, it coats your whole system and it then pushes out the distortions and gives you the information of what happened. Like I had no clue that I was being sent out to be abused, like none. It was a wipeout. I'd left. The only thing I knew was my brother saying to me, God, you were absolutely terrified as a child. You were running around, which is why they called me Scooby-Doo, because I was in such terror and frightened all the time. Well, who wouldn't be if they knew their parent was going to go send them out to be abused? Um, 
So the way this thing surfaces, the way she pushes this stuff out and brings it up. Um, somebody was saying this, and I think it could be true. If you're not used to being in the plant world, it could actually be re-traumatizing. Yeah, I believe that. So again, I came to the medicine after 13 and a half years of meditation, having had one very powerful energetic break um, just doing meditation. You can, I'm sure if you, you could get to this in a different way, but again, I'm just describing the way that happened for me. So I was completely taken over. Like, you know, that lock was just down. I was smothered in this crap. And all that information and what happened and all those, all of that. So, so, and I used to think, it's so interesting because if you look back at your, there are two things which I think about. Like when I was 12 or 13, I would watch, I would stay home to watch these shows about women that were pregnant at 14 and 15. So how could I, why was I doing that? Like, huh? Why would I? I mean, I had no idea. Again, I'd completely severed. And the other thing was that at 13, 14, I would go up to my room and I'd, and I'd, these, I'd get these horrific headaches at night, like horrific, like I was in some kind of epileptic fit, like my whole body. So this should all have been clues to the fact that, you know, we had a complete piece of shit monster that was living in the house. Um, and then this whole... I was bought gifts. It was all this. I was completely, he was obsessed with me. It was so fucking weird. Um, yeah, because I was, you know, a cash cow. And also I had the information. What he didn't know is that I didn't know it. I had hidden it. So I was carrying this information. It was just horrific. So again, there was a whole chunk of continent that I had no access to all understood, which was frozen in time. It was totally frozen there. And it was there, and it was, and it was severed from me. Not only was it frozen, but it was severed from me. So the ayahuasca has come in and is thawing out all of it, pushing out the entities, surfacing the truth, you know, 3D holograms, etc. So I could see what went on. So what was interesting too is that in one of the visions, he had come in and he couldn't get work. This was my parent. And we were supposed to feel bad for him. Like, oh, poor thing, you can't get work, which was, he's just a lazy shit, right? So, so he went to the bedroom, he lay down and, and the sheet fell off him, his dick came out. My mother and, he, and I were there. This was in a vision. What I completely misunderstood was that his dick was his castration. Like we had to, he was not a, there was no masculinity to him. Like it was a, you know, he had no strength. We had to be the men. We had to be the strength because he was an absolute fucking loser. I thought it was sexual, but in fact, it's not. It's actually that it was, here's my dick, but I'm not a man. I've got to lie down because there's no manhood here. There's no strength. There's just, you know. And he's a repressed gay guy. But also, he's just an absolute fucking loser. So, as you... So, the whole of this entire five years of working with ayahuasca 
is literally the opening up of a continent. It's like you have this secret vault in your system. For me, it was like a whole continent. It just consumed everything. And she opens it up and you have to see everything. Feel it, relive it, puke it out. Because it's your whole, my whole body was just one massive blockage. And I had no idea. It was just one moving toilet of shit. But again, if you saw me, you'd be like, oh, ah, okay, that shit looks okay. So this is how deceptive it is. This is how conniving. And also, uh, um, yeah, let's make, you know, let, let me see how this thing, and I, again, it's completely severed from it. Completely. So, um, you will, so what happens is that So for me, the distortion was massive. It was all over me. It was me. And then she basically tears it out of of you by dissolving you. And by dissolving you, she dissolves it. And hopefully, eventually, the whole switch will go back on. Um, literally and physically how it works, it's almost like there's a spasm in my body when when it gets really intense. The spasm is of the breaker switch going off. And like I can't go on, I have to just literally stop because the spasm is so bad. It's in my stomach of the terror. So again, that also needs to be addressed and needs to be seen. So the medicine works with you. You're not going to be convinced at first. Um, You won't be convinced and she's going to have to convince you. And, you know, you're going to have to, there's a point. It's interesting because it's like there's, there's a whole smothering and then there's a medicine. So you're separate at the beginning. And there's this period of you getting to surrender to the medicine, which takes a while. And then suddenly you're on the side of the medicine and then the medicine can go fully in, right? So now I'm fully in and I'm, you know, the medicine has completely taken over or that energetic component of the medicine is completely all instructed within my system and can now fully pull out this, this distortion of these energies which distorted everything. And in the distortion, they block your life force, right? So what do you do? If you want to get somebody to do something, you terrorize them, which is what this guy did. Um, and you don't remember. And it's so interesting because I remember my mother calling me when I was a young child, zorra, which is in Spanish means slut. And I'm thinking, why would your own mother call you a slut when you're like seven? <laughs> I was like, so she must, of course she knew. Um, and of course I was eager to please so, of course, I'm like, yes, you know, I'm going to take one for the team. Oh, it's just unreal. And yes, I am willing 
to shut myself down and to refuse all my needs to make you feel okay, to alleviate your anger and your bullydom and you, you, which is insane. I don't remember any of this, like any of it, because evil is a trickster and they trick you and they lie and especially you're little, right? So, and I'm wondering if my mother was even jealous of me or something because I was, he was obsessed with me in this kind of sick way, but it was because I was a, you know, in the same way that if you've got a cash machine, you know, that gives you money, you're kind of obsessed about where that's, what that's doing. I had submitted because I had been, and that's another thing I just, I was like, well, I have an older sibling, like why, you know, usually the pressure is put on the guys, right, to become successful. Why was all the pressure put on me? And I understand. Um, first of all, he was completely castrated. And secondly, it was a product, obviously, I was a product that could be sold. And I was submissive because I was so terrified. Kind of makes sense, right? Practical. So, I mean, I literally had to be taught by the medicine that this wasn't right. My poor little brain had thought this was okay. It was okay to refuse my whole being, to wipe myself out, to literally disappear so that this person could be okay. My whole, my whole little being was like, oh, you know, there must be something wrong with me if I don't accept this. It's just insane, which is a testament to the horror of evil and to the innocence of our children. So it really is sort of the surfacing of this massive monster that you can't see because it's underwater. You can't see it. Just, you're, you're, you are the water. You're all the water around the monster. But the monster is inside you and, it's, and it's, it's frozen you in time. It's created all these obligations. So I had to hold that secret for him. So I'm carrying his poison, refusing my life, and my soul just buggered off. And, but he's with a wife, so what, what, what about that? Like, she vaguely knew, or she was in cahoots, or she didn't say anything. She was, you know, had no character or anything, just frightened of him. And yet he was working for her family. I mean, the whole thing is just insane. But it was all, everybody scheming and... Ugh, everybody was just scheming. Just everybody was a scheme. There was some, co some con going on. And it was all covered up. That's the worst. It's like a Medici. Or like, you know, that, that Roman family with crazy Caligula was fucking his wife and God knows, uh, fucking his sister. Ugh, anyway, the whole thing was so disgusting. So pernicious, so evil. And ugh. But I, again, I had no idea because I wasn't here. This whole, after the first act of huge terror, that was, I always talk about like the, you know, you're seeing a tidal wave come down. You know, one minute you're looking at the beach, next minute you're looking at the ocean and suddenly there's a tidal wave in front of you. It's going to smack you into oblivion. So right now you're just, you're just flung off the face of the earth. You're just, you know, floating in space somewhere. And it's over. 
You are frozen in time. You are now the prisoner of that event, of those people. And you're no longer one with yourself. You're in terror, which means you don't move. Not a lot of movement going on if you're terrified. You can't live from your intuition. It's like someone stampedes your compass. Now you're stuck. You're at the mercy. I think that's really what it's like. They stampede your compass. Now you're at the mercy of the evil. Because you have no way home. And my dreams are mostly like that. Like there's no way home. I can't. Where is home? Like I can't. don't have the phone. I can't phone the number. I can't, I can't get home. So everything around you will manifest the problem. You might not see it, but you'll go, oh, I wonder why that's going on, or I wonder why that happened, or why did I have that dream, or someone severed you from the oneness. This is all one magnificent thing doing its thing. I talked about it before, like, you know, being ambushes or... Just as you're coming into life, they're on the banks of the river of energy and they just steal you. <coughs> the theft is, the overwhelm is, or the weapon is fear. You're theirs, now you're frozen in time. You don't get to do any of you. So now that doesn't mean that you don't have an opportunity to go back in and undo it. So it's slowly surfacing. You're getting to see more and more and more. It's like, oh, wow, there's a Loch Ness monster coming up. You know, little by little, it's surfacing. You know, none of your cover-ups work. Well, they might have been long gone. So now it's just a question of dredging up all of it, which means I have to face all of it so it can be expelled. It's like having an alien in your system. And that alien has been expelled because the medicine that I drank that has its own energy is able to read the outline of the distortion. All right? You can't see the distortion, but the medicine can. The medicine are our allies. They feed us. They heal us. Right? It's reading the distortion and pulling the distortion out. <coughs> it's literally like those shows where, you know, they send a little telescope into your tummy and they're like little dot. And even, in fact, in ceremony, that's crazy, but it's true. Twice in two ceremonies. I had these little doctors, they were just in my system. They were like operating on my ovaries. And then they were operating, yeah, they were all over me, trying to puke out the blockage from my kidneys and my liver. They're doctors. I mean, it's just crazy. They're little tiny doctors that live, that are part of the whole plant world. Yep, you might be going, Maria, you're nuts, but hey, You'll do ayahuasca, you'll see what I mean. Um, I've never been here. I was owned by these things. Major, major distortion of energy, darkness, terror, 
Oh, like it's just a whole hodgepodge of shit. Um, uh, but as I say, completely unknown to me. Completely unknown to me. It was all over me. I mean, I was in a ceremony in Peru and these things were just coming out. They were just like snakes and monsters and they were just being pulled out of me. Insane. So, um, it is a technology of the future as far as healing in consciousness. Um, if you don't deal with it, it devours you. Where people say, oh, you know, I suddenly got, really, you know, somebody told me I had six months to live, but I'm really healthy. I do all the right things, but like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah. If you have anxiety, if you have, you know, a situation that you can't reach or don't understand... Um, this is a great medicine. Again, not for everyone. Yeah, you might not want to go to it immediately. It's you have to be willing to just like I'm ready. Like I'm absolutely ready to to see. And now this guy was talking about San Pedro, which I've never done, which is a very big heart opener. Um, and that was a softer. You do it during the day. But again, the enemy is within. If there's big trauma, and it happened early on. If there's been a big fright, you know, it's a spasm in your body. It's literally like a breaker switch. And it surfaces slowly. I mean, it's like an uncovering of a... Do you know what it's like? It's like the uncovering of Atlantis, but Atlantis if it were hell. Like... You don't realize. And what I realize now is like, oh, my God, this material version of us is really kind of almost insignificant. We're just pieces of divine energy that are, you know, part of a magnificent energetic realm that when the dark shows up, distorts it. I think about Einstein's equations and the way he talks about space. You know, it has curvature stuff right when things are in it it kind of curves it's a distortion it's like it's the same thing it's like a distortion of your energetic field when you're un you're misaligned so my prayer is i just want to be aligned with who i am little did i know i wasn't even here <laughs> i was never here i was completely and utterly owned by this trauma and all and paralyzed and all that stuff. I couldn't see it all in ether. And then the great universe showed up and threw me off a cliff and had, you know, spent the rest of my life returning home. And that's my singular prayer. I just want to be aligned with my soul, with who I am. That's really ultimately the perfection of our lives if we're aligned completely with our heart and our soul. And we're doing that. You don't have, you're not living in the shadow. You're not living in fear. You're not living in, how am I going to eat? 
if you're aligned and really doing your purpose. But if that's been interfered with and it's a massive injury to your energetic field, then you're owned. And to escape it, we go into addiction. Whatever the addiction doesn't even matter. You know. Some that famous psychologist had an addiction of classical music. It could be classical music. It could be heroin. It could be who the fuck who gives a shit. It doesn't matter. The fact is that you are not living your life. And somebody said this, and I think it makes a lot of sense. It's not the act itself. It's the fact that you're severed from divinity. You're severed from the whole. You're severed from God, or whatever you want to call it, from the one. You're dragged underground. That's where I, I saw myself in ceremony, just underground. Um, and actually, in my last ceremony, I was, like, underground with all these children in these underground rooms. Ugh, it's awful. Some dungeon somewhere. Horrific. Ugh, it's just re revolting. You know, again, in ceremony, it was the earth that opened up and children under in these underground rooms. Ugh, the shit people did. It was just... Anyway, so, again, the healing is the seeing. That's it. The healing is the opening up of that continent that you have no access to and reliving and integrating and becoming whole. I was actually in a ceremony where my hand was just moved around like in circles, like we're going to make you whole. We're going to make you whole. What does that mean? That means a lock is taken off. The life force flows through you again. One of the clever things that the ayahuasca does and loving things because she's always loving also but very fearless is um, you'll see images of the future to get through all of this you can't just go without knowing that some potential that things will hopefully work out in some way because you don't know I've, if you've been taken over you don't you've been taken over well, you can't see beyond the obstacle. I couldn't see beyond these entities. But she was wonderful in showing me, said, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Which allows me to sort of bang my head against the wall and face these entities, etc., night after night after night. Because I know at some point, this will be over. And it won't be the same. And I'll be okay. And that's another great thing about you know, these are very big things to go face. I mean, you know, the codes that go against doing any of this are huge. So, and, you know, they're also like, like the other day I had singing bowls at night because that's also actually very wonderful if you're dealing with a misalignment or an injury. I'd, I'd heard about this on somebody's podcast I thought was a really good idea and that is this if you're if you're actually if you're in trauma or, or in anxiety and you haven't done it that might be a nice way to just relax yourself into something because it's all about frequency it's energy so the frequency change right so um you know this frequent the vibrations of those singing bowls is very lovely 
if you can like if you connect with that frequency it really helped me the other night I was like you know I was needing some some alleviation and there it was so and also what somebody's saying yeah what you eat is very important like meats and what's so very heavy for your stomach we're, we're um, energy bodies we're light bodies so to have a clean diet is also really good and helps you in you know um, healing so there's a combination of many things but really for deep trauma um Yeah, the ayahuasca is definitely king um, and queen um, and profoundly healing. But again, it's not you go, you get a pill and you leave. It's, you know, when, when you ingest the great mother, she's in you, she's moving through you, she's constantly working. Um, especially if, like me, the, the the invasion was really big. It was like a whole... I mean, this guy was pure evil. He just... Oh. Yeah, I mean, I was just used, abused, you know, played out, played around. I was tricked and it just... Oh, I had no idea. No idea. So for you to come back, you have to have sort of your house cleaned out, right? They're going to be swept out of the, the house. It is literally housekeeping, in a way. Energetic housekeeping that she does. And again, it makes total sense. I mean, if you see a dead deer, you know, you see tons of these insects feeding off the, cor- the, the carcass. It's the same thing, terror. You know, it stings you, it freezes you, and they move in. And all of a sudden, you're like, Lilliput, whatever that thing is like, you know, you're being held down by these little creatures. But in fact, they're not little creatures, they're just, they're just, they're massive energies that move in. So, it's like, again, I I saw my little six-year-old was waking up, it's like, I was in a coma with it, I have to wake up to all of it. I've had some visions of like, being in a room with all these children, all these beds... It was bad. It was really bad. I had no idea, none, of any of this. So until you see it, it owns you. And um, that code is going to, you know, as the medicine, as you connect to the medicine, it's a marriage, it's a relationship with the medicine. And the more you connect to the medicine, the more she's working through you, the more you're surrendering. I mean... I think for the last five years, I've just been in a dream. I've just been like a ghost walking around. I've been in the emergency room of the universe. She's kind of, you know, I just get up, I do my job, I come back, I do a ceremony, I get up, I do it. It's just this constant cleansing. Um, Also, you know, because my mother was a victim of him too, in a way. um, I had to keep the secret for everybody, right? So there are all sorts of different obligations and attachments and stuff that you've done, you know, in order to survive here. It's incredible how big the web is, you know, if it's a family, the siblings, everybody else in the family, you're holding the secret, he's used you, it's like, it's bad. He was a sinister creep. I mean, he looked weird, he sounded weird, it was just... Again, it's trying to accommodate the devil, you don't even know. So... 
yeah, the medicine. The medicine, if you ingest it, it's in you. What it's trying to do is it's using its energy to align your energy with it and to pull out the distorted energy that happened because of the overwhelm and the trauma. In el susto, in the terror of that moment, you lock. There was a moment actually when I was in Peru when I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Uh, it wasn't a heart attack when I'd taken the medicine. It was um, that the terror was trapped, you know, um, under my heart. So this must have been terror over and over because I was being sent out over and over. So it's, it's like you're in a very big spin dry cycle. You're, you're in a very big, you know, washing machine being cleansed and cleansed and cleansed and cleansed by the medicine. Again, it'll mean nothing to you at first. You won't know what's going on. You will, you'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Who is this? I mean, I even, I even had inside of me an entity that laughed at the medicine. That was insane. Like, who is this laughing? It was inside of me. Laughing at the medicine. It's insane. Or putting it down. I was totally owned. So, if that's happened to me, I'm not the only one. And if you want to realign and to find your center and to find and to, and to heal, there is this incredible medicine. Again, you need to be ready for it. It's very powerful. Some guy was saying that literally the first time he took it, like he felt like his brain cracked. I, I believe that. I believe that. It will not do you harm, none whatsoever, if you surrender. It is a loving, healing plant that's very, very powerful. But again, for these kinds of trauma, you need very powerful plants. Not some, an ape sitting there with a clipboard. I mean, this thing is going to go through you like you're a computer, like, a, like an antivirus. It's going to go through every cell of your body and read all the information that's in you. She knows, she GPS my little girl. Yeah, ceremony one. She, she just GPS the, the information like there's a before and there's an after. Now we need to go to that after. You need to go find that wound, that site. We need to trek through everything so you understand what happened. So in this, again, latter part of the journey, now I'm, I'm in the underworld. I'm there. That's the next piece of healing that I have to encounter for this to be completely and utterly put the breaker switch back on. It will take over everything. You can't, you know, you, if you drink and have sex, etc. during all of, you know, you can't interfere in that energy. It's just the way it goes. If you, you have to be a light body in order for her to work um, inside of you. If you mingle with the other energies, it's, you know, the medicine doesn't really work. So it is a commitment. Um, yeah, but I don't, 
you know, that's my commitment to myself is to heal myself completely. There's nothing or any, there's no one or, I mean, yeah, that's just my sole purpose. Until it's not. Until the medicine says, okay, we're done, Maria. I thought we were done when I saw my parents selling me. But we weren't. So I had two week break. I had fun in Spain. But then it was like, all right, here we are. Jaguars all around. We're in the underworld. We're, ne- we're on the next piece of this, this trajectory. It's a privilege, a total privilege. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that because it's very painful. It's very difficult. But it's a blessing. Blessing to have a plant show up every single day to help you heal. So, you know, the bigger the back, the bigger the front. And you're a mystery to yourself until you get your divine. I, I was seeing, to, I was watching today Joaquin Cortes. I don't know if you know, anybody knows him. Flamenco dance. He's insane. I remember seeing him a few years back and I thought, the first thing I thought when I saw him was, you know, God runs through this man. He's a flamenco dancer. His whole being vibrates with like eternity. It's insane. And I thought, God, I want a piece of that. In other words, I mean, he's gorgeous. I wouldn't mind a piece of him, but it's not that. It's more, I know I have that. We all have that life power, that force within us. But I can't access it because I'm shut down. I didn't know at the time, but it was like, you know it when you see it. It's like, wow, I know that life force. But I have no connection to it. I'm completely severed from it. Because I was used. And terrified. So, um, yes, if you want to dance like Joaquin Cortez, you know, get that sorted. (laughs) Okay, bye.